What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Power Grace Purpose. I'm your host, Elena on Purpose. Hey, hey. All right, so how are y'all doing? We are on episode number two, and um, I'm ready to get into it, okay? Um, Let's see, is there anything fun, anything special I need to share before we start? Mm, nothing that I can think of since the last episode. Well, yeah, I'll share this. Um, my son is officially a four-year-old and um, I cannot tell him anything. Okay. Um, he is so sweet, but he is also hyper aware of his independence, honey. And he doesn't like to be told anything. And me and his dad are just like, all right, how do we tackle this? Because both he and I are very much independent kids. When I was younger, I was more shy, quote unquote, quiet, right? Super sweet, did what I need to do in the places um, like school and whatnot. And then probably show my true colors at the house, you know. <laughs> and then for him, he was more of a know-it-all. He told me that teachers couldn't tell him nothing. He would talk back, all of that. So I feel like our son is a healthy combination, somewhat of the two. Like he is compliant, obedient. Most days, this is specifically at school, even with us, I'll say, most days. But then he has his moments where he's just like, you tell him to do something. And he has this thing now where he says, um, he says, I don't have to do it. And he'll stomp his feet and he gets this little stance that he has. Like, I don't have to. And it's like, really? Well, who told you that? You know? So we're trying to like navigate that without just resorting to whooping his behind. That's really like not our go-to strategy. Um, We are, you know, those millennial parents. We're wanting to have a combination. I wouldn't even call it gentle parenting, but really just being able to communicate with our child, like why things are right, why things are wrong on his level, right? And of course we can't do that with everything. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, it's been fun. He's four, he's growing up so fast. He has his own thoughts, he has his own preferences. Um, And so we are just in love with him. Um, So we thank God for a healthy four-year-old. Um, what else is happening? We're about to be in February already, which is nuts. I feel like we just got here. (laughs) Like I just took down my Christmas tree. I just told the folks happy new year. How are we already in the second month of the year? Pretty much. Um, today is the 30th that I'm recording this. So by the time y'all hear this, we will be into the first week of February and it's beyond me, but I'm grateful. Um, it's a day-to-day approach for me, probably with y'all too. And that's how we got to do it, right? Um, there's a lot happening in our world today. 
probably just in our little bubbles. We have our various dynamics that we're dealing with, but also just in living in America and beyond. There's so much going on. And so one step at a time, we are in this thing together. Okay. Um, so if it is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for plugging in. Our motto here at Power Grace Purpose is you have power within, grace abounding, and purpose resounding. And don't you ever forget it. Okay. Um, so we'll talk about all things purposeful living and being able to um, really be fulfilled in all that we do while we are here on earth. So let's go ahead and get into it. Also, side note, anybody who's listening, if y'all want to create an intro for this podcast (laughs) or suggest somebody who can create an intro, holler at me about that too, because currently it's just me. Um, I could probably figure it out, but realistically, I don't want to. So there's that side note. So (laughs) let's get into what we are going to be talking about today. And that is overcoming shame. So just this past week, I shared a video on TikTok. If you aren't following me on TikTok, oh, Jesus, I can't talk. If you are not following me on TikTok, join me there um, at Elena on Purpose. But I shared a video about shame and how shame is the reason that you are not achieving your goals. Oftentimes, we kind of have like what I'll call a routine response to questions. Like, why am I not achieving my goals? And the typical answers that we will tell ourselves is, you know, well, we didn't plan properly, or maybe we don't have the resources that we'd like in order to attain these goals. Um, What are some other reasons? Oh, maybe this situation happened and that pulled me from, you know, the path I was on as far as attaining that goal. It distracted me or it delayed it, right? So more of those tactical things. And I just was sitting one day because I'm a person, of course, everything that I share is because I've experienced it or have witnessed somebody else experience it. And I was sitting, I was just talking to God one day and I'm like, I get all these downloads. I have all these ideas, these huge um, visions, and I'm just ambitious, right? There's, if I typically, if I want to do something, I do it, right? I find a way to get it done. But as of late, that's been a lot harder for me when it comes to the more grand things. Um, Or the things that God has put on my heart in this particular season of my life. Right. And so I'm sitting with God and I'm like, why? Like, what is that about? And simply put, he said to me that you are 
ashamed. And I really had to sit with that and say, okay, well, what is it that I'm ashamed about? And if we're being honest, like, yeah, I, I am carrying and have been carrying. I wouldn't say I'm carrying it now. I'm working through it, but I have been carrying shame around with me regarding certain personal matters. And it started with my divorce. So if you don't know, um, I got divorced in 2020. So I was among the couples that got divorced during COVID. Um, my husband, my ex-husband and I had been together for six years. Mm, let's see, 2020. Yeah, we had been together for six years, married for four years. We actually filed for divorce like one or two days before our four-year anniversary. Um, and making that decision was one of the hardest decisions that I ever made. Um, not only was I grieving that relationship, but I also had a 10 month year old baby at the time that we filed. And so I was very much in the postpartum stage um, and just not in a good place. And I'll probably get more into that story on a different episode, but it was kind of like, I automatically went into survival mode, right? Um, it was during COVID. So of course that was when we were all inside. We weren't really communing together. You didn't have your typical get togethers with your friends, brunch, whatever it is. Everybody tiptoeing around because all of this stuff was happening with COVID on top of me having a newborn and infant. So people were extremely careful with coming around my family. Um, and so when it all happened, it just kind of, it happened really fast. And we just kind of kept it within our bubble. Not because, I don't know, I don't think we were really too concerned with what people would think about it, but we were just kind of like in survival mode, both of us. It's like, okay, we're making this decision. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And for me, my focus was, of course, on my child, my first child. So um, I realized that, yeah, like, y'all might hear my husband coming home on his motorcycle. This is what we're rocking with right now. But... Um, so I realized after just spending some time and really reflecting on it that, yes, like that, that did um, cause 
me to, to start carrying some shame. I was not proud of the fact that I lost a marriage and had a newborn baby within such a short time frame. And it was something that really, I, I feel like I tried to recover from it, but really didn't have the time to, you know, I had to focus on being a mom and really just getting back on my feet. You know, now I'm operating as a single woman. And that's, to me, it, it was nothing to be proud of, right? It's a part of my story, right? At this point, I can freely and openly talk about it. But that, I was not, it wasn't a badge of honor. And so I said, wow. So that on top of anything that has happened since then that I might not have been proud of has compounded um, and has kept me from truly showing up as my full self because for whatever reason, I decided to hold on to the shame that that situation brought me and anything else after that that brought me shame. And what I realized in sitting with all of that is that oftentimes we do not label shame as shame. We label it as other things. Um, Maybe we reposition ourselves, um, create ourselves to be something different so we don't have to deal with who we were at the time that we gained this shame. So maybe that's in the workspace, getting a new job, right? Maybe you got fired from a position and then you just go get a new one. Maybe you start in a different field. So you don't even have to think about it, right? Or maybe you were more outgoing. You had an experience while being outgoing that caused you shame. And now you choose to be more introverted and quiet, or you choose to be, um, you know, more just into yourself. Um, versus being more outward. So essentially what we do is we change who we are and we try to present ourselves as someone else, a person who is different from who we were when we gained that shame. Now, like um, I did on the video, I like to always define what we're talking about. So when we say shame, I feel like that's a general term that is often used, but not necessarily, um, we don't necessarily have a common definition when we use the word shame. And so I always like to Google when I'm doing these topics and researching them and thinking about ways to discuss them because that really helps us to be intentional with our language um, and how we're using it. So the definition of shame that I want to use for these purposes is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to owning up to the fact 
that I feel this pain or this painful feeling of humiliation or distress, I, I'm not the first in line to do that. Like, if y'all are, holla at me, let me know what it is that you're doing to just be able to openly say, yeah, this is where I'm at. For me and for the folks I know around me, mm, it's typically not so easy to just admit that you feel humiliated or you feel distressed about something that was consciously done wrong or um, that was foolish. And so we have to get to a place to where we can settle within ourselves that, okay, this is something that I did or I put myself in the position to experience. Or it could even be a situation where your experience is the result of someone else's wrongdoing or someone else's foolish behavior. But either way, you have to get to a place of acceptance, understanding what the truth of the matter is. Um, but moving forward with out allowing these scenarios and these experiences to define who you are as a person. And once we're able to get to that, to that point of acknowledgement, that next step is really taking the time to understand the decisions and the behaviors that uh, took place after that. So a lot of the time, you know, when we are ashamed of things, we kind of go into a hole or we avoid, you know, we start making decisions to keep us from feeling that shame ever again. And the problem with that is while it relieves us temporarily of that pain, we still have the shame that we need to deal with at some point. So we start making all these curves and turns and twists to avoid dealing with it. But now we're on a completely different path. We've created a completely new identity for ourselves because we're so busy not dealing with the shame. So once you're okay with understanding or acknowledging the shame, next you have to take the time to say, okay, as a result of that shame, this is what I did, right? These are the decisions I started making. And if you aren't so um, proud of, you're not satisfied, content with some of the decisions that you made as a result of that shame, what are some things that you can do to start correcting those things, right? Do you want to continue to just let those go things go down the same path or do you need to make a turn, right? Do you need to straighten up, get back on the narrow path? Um, and then once you do that, I believe that you'll start to feel like yourself again, right? Because now you're in a space of freedom, right? You're not hiding from anything. You own up to the foolery. It is what it is. You acknowledge it for what it is. You don't allow it to take control of you. You don't allow it to, to take control of your decisions and you move on, right? We all have goals and aspirations and really just day-to-day -day things that we have to do um, as women, as people in the workplace, as um, parents, as friends, all of these different positions and roles that we have, 
they need us to show up as our best. And if we don't take the time to deal with the more non-tangible things like shame, like fear, which we'll get into in a different conversation, then we're bound to just be off track. And unfortunately, you have people who live their entire lives walking a path that was never created for them to walk simply because they don't know or they haven't dealt with these particular things. Now, before we go, of course, I have to give y'all some takeaways. We cannot walk away from this conversation without having some action steps. So first and foremost, um, you have to be able to acknowledge the shame. Now, acknowledgement can look different for all of us, right? Sometimes that's having a conversation with someone. Sometimes that's journaling about it, maybe um, writing a blog post about it. Maybe it's having a phone conversation with somebody or going to a meetup group that is specifically around this topic. Um, for my faith-filled girls, maybe it's just praying and acknowledging that within yourself and talking to God about it. Take the time to really understand what that looks like for you and be intentional about doing that. If you don't acknowledge the shame, you really can't make any progression. So do that first, however long that takes. Next, determine or, um, yeah, determine what you are gonna replace that shame with, right? Um, how are you going to um, replace it with something positive? So is that gonna be joy? Is it gonna be some form of something that makes you happy? Um, anything that brings you contentment, something that maximizes your peace? You know, find something to replace that shame with and be really intentional about it. Y'all are going to get sick of hearing me say the word intentional, but it is what it is. We, we just, we got to do it with intent, right? So find something to replace it that brings you joy um, and do it. Do it ASAP. Um, go to a dance class. Uh, put on some makeup. Uh, go buy an outfit. Whatever it is. Go spend time with your best friend. Go on a date with your boo. Do something that allows you to walk in this newfound freedom that you have. Um, and really be intentional about ensuring that you protect this new found freedom that you have. So whether that is, you know, reading books to help you say, stay in a certain mind space. Um, again, for my faith-filled girls, making sure that you dive into the word and start speaking that over yourself. Um, write, out, write out some affirmations. If y'all have been following me specifically on Instagram, y'all know I love to do some affirmations. And in those moments where you have that doubt and when that shame tries to creep back in, pull out those affirmations, say I'm loud, say I'm proud, go look at yourself in the mirror and overtake that thing. Okay. Um, did I say read books already? If not, read some books. 
um, to stay on top of um, the new space that you're in in your life, whether it's self-development or um, even fictional books that you that just entertain you, right? Um, do things that will start to stimulate your mind and your creativity um, and help you to really grab a hold of this new identity that you have. Um, some other things you can do are, again, going to meetup groups or just plugging into different things within your community. Maybe that's volunteering with an organization, um, having folks over for dinner. It could be the smallest things, but whatever it is that helps you to stay on top of keeping that shame away. Um, the enemy and society will have all kinds of things creeping around you to remind you of the old. Um, but once you make that decision and you are intentional about walking in this new identity, walking in this newfound freedom where you are not operating in shame, nothing or no one will be able to stop you. I promise you. So that is it for this episode, y'all. Shame is a silent killer, but we are not going to let it kill us. Okay. And remember, you have power within, grace abounding, and purpose resounding. Don't you ever forget it. I will see y'all or talk to y'all in the next episode. 